So Amanda Gaines is here with us today, the coach of the University of Minnesota dance team. And we are so excited that you took the time to be on our podcast, Anything But Routine. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, I bet you're really excited. Oh, thank you. I bet you're really um, bombarded with all the media and everything that's been happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those couple of weeks after nationals were crazy. I think Florida and I'm like, okay, we're just going to like relax. And, um, you know, and I had like, I deleted TikTok when I was down at nationals. So I like hadn't, I didn't really realize how much things were like kind of taking off. And then we started getting like some emails and requests from people being like, Hey, we want to do like interviews. You're going viral. And I was like, what do you mean? So, um, it's been really fun to see the team get the recognition to see people that are not dancers really start to appreciate like, you know, this, this thing that we've known about forever. Long time. Right. Um, So it's, it's been a really cool opportunity for just like education around like what our sport is, what these athletes do. Um, And like I said, just the recognition for the team um, feels like it's a long time coming. So it's been exciting for them. Totally a long time coming and for the sport in general. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. great. I, I loved all the news media. My gosh, you're on good morning America today show all the Minneapolis stations. It was just incredible. What do you think was the tipping point that made it go viral? Like, do you know, is there, you know, that's a good question. I, I don't, I think, you know, there's something it's so hard to like, that's not something you can plan into or predict, right? No, or I no think not at all. You know, we so. knew the routine was special. We knew like, you know, the aerial turn, I think was kind of the thing that people were going wild about. Like we knew that was an impressive skill. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the fact that it has kind of gone viral and people are like appreciating, you know, not just that part of the routine, but kind right. of, you know, all the different elements, um, I, it's just been really cool. But yeah, it's like, that's not really something you can plan right. into. Like, we, we knew that turn section was impressive, but yeah. I did not yeah. anticipate it was going to have um, this kind of, this kind of impact. Oh my gosh. I remember seeing you guys at, well, best of the best, but then the next day at Edina and the guy that was running the music said, I have never, and he's, you know, probably more my age. And he said, never in the history of me running a competition has the decibel level been as high as it is today with everyone screaming. It was just so amazing. So that's so neat. And I thought it was so neat for the high school kids to be able to see you guys. It's just incredible. So it's so cool. So let's back up a little bit. Can you just tell me a little bit about your history, like where you dance, where you grew up? Yeah. So I um, grew up in Minnesota. I danced at the dance shop before it kind of merged with Summit. So it's now Summit Dance Shop. Um, And then I was a Trojet. I went to YZ, was coached by, you know, the one and only Swig um, and Megan Johnson. So um, that, you know, I was, I was kind of this homegrown kid that growing up really actually had no intention of staying in Minnesota for college. I was going to go to New York. I was going to go to LA. I was going to go anywhere, but here. And then, um, as I really started to actually like, look at what I wanted to do, um, I realized the university of Minnesota and dancing at Minnesota was what I wanted to do. And so, 
um, went to the U of M and graduated from the U of M and then started coaching the year after I graduated, assisted um, Amber Jackson for four years and then uh, took over as head coach for four years and then thought I was retiring, um, was <laughs> ready to kind of, uh, you know, pursue my corporate career a little bit more because I do work a full-time, you know, corporate job outside of all this dance stuff. Um, and so did a year where I really like was just a super fan alum. Um, and then after a year started doing choreography for nationals. So choreographed for two years and then ended up coming back. So this was year four back. So wow. coaching, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's been a wild ride. Oh, awesome. so, 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 well, you trained at a lot of great places. And of course your high school coach was one, is one of my best friends. And I always, I, I always felt like when we got kids on camp staff who had been from YZ, they had work mm -hmm. ethic and they had um, just integrity and pride. And that's mm -hmm. something that she really instilled in you guys. And there's been many a graduate from that program that have gone on to big things. You know, that's really yeah. cool. So um, the dance dream on, you know, it was self-choreographed, I heard, by the kids. Yep. I don't want to say self, yes. but internally yes. choreographed. That yeah. was a risk. That was a big risk. And, you know, were you nervous? Were you like, oh, what are we doing here? And um, yeah, so uh, Tia, my assistant coach and I, it was actually last spring, we had kind of decided, hey, I think we want to have the team choreograph nationals. Um. The team has done, you know, our camp routines for, you know, as, as many years as I can remember, decades, right? So we knew they had um, the ability. And so we we're like, you know what, let's kind of, let's, let's do it. Um, we Because we weren't really sure what direction we wanted to go. Um, and so we were like, all right, I think this is going to be it. And, um, you know, even choosing a song, like we kind of, you know, we had a couple of different ideas that we were um, bouncing around, um, had done some edits of some other things and then kind of had this idea. We were like, oh gosh, do we bring Dream On back? And right. we shared that with the seniors. They were so excited. And so that it was one of those moments where, you know, as coaches, like you, like you get an idea and you're like, okay, this, this is the idea. It was just like one of yep. those moments. Yeah. Um, the process was different for sure. Right. Like usually with a nationals routine, um, you'll have a choreographer come in like over a weekend or for like two, two or three nights. And, you know, you, you work for those, you know, that those small set of days, and then you have a routine and obviously it evolves throughout the season, but with doing it ourselves, um, and, you know, we really wanted to try to allow as many people as possible to have a voice and kind of find their role in the process. Yeah. Um, it took us, a, it, it took us a while to like get this routine put together. And th there were a couple moments where, Tia and I looked at each other and we're like, what are we doing? Have we made the biggest mistake ever? Like, what are we doing? We knew we had enough, like we have an incredible support system. So we knew that there were people we could lean on and rely on if we felt like, Hey, like we need people to come in and like help us finish this. But we also knew that the team was capable. And so, right. you know, it was just, it was about coaching them through that and helping them, uh, you know, be able to take a step back and see the bigger picture of, okay, how do you think of this as a full routine versus just a combo? How are you thinking about layering? How are you thinking about use of stage? How are you thinking about how you're transitioning, how you're featuring, um, how we're showing different movement quality, how we're telling a story? So it's a really good, um, you know, I think getting to overcome those challenges made like getting to that end results 
even more satisfying. I, and I think it just gave them an even bigger sense of pride. You know, I feel like the team always has so much pride about the product that they put on the floor, but knowing that it was a routine that they really had true ownership of, I think made it even more special. Sure. Um, and obviously it's a song that is so special to our program as well. That's so 20th anniversary. Um, yeah. Yeah. 20th anniversary of the team competing that routine originally. So yeah, there, it was, you know, it, it was a unique process. We learned a lot, you know, in hindsight, I probably would have done a million things differently in terms of how I like prepped and approached the process, but you know, that's, that's what it is. Like, no matter how long you've been coaching, you're continuing to oh, learn, you're continuing right. to learn it, right? And so <laughs> we talk about that all the so, time. <laughs> learned a lot. Um, but I think the end result, like regardless of final placement, the fact that it was a routine that they were so proud of that they created that like had their, you know, their mark on, it was, it was really cool. That yeah, is so cool. Very cool. We had so much fun getting to be there in person because believe it or not, neither of us had ever been, well, you did a long time ago, but had never been to college nationals. Right. So yeah. it was fun to be there. And so yeah. it is, I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was like, it's kind of like, bring it on, right? Like right. Yeah. you, you oh. don't really know what to expect. And then you're like, am I bringing it on right now? But I mean, it, was, it's <laughs> it is such a cool, such a cool environment, such a cool venue, like just such yep. So much energy and excitement. Oh yeah, the vibe is just. Um, yeah, it's it is it's, really it's a very unique event that you kind of have to like be there to appreciate for sure. Right, for sure. So tell me about um, what is your how how does your team deal with nerves and how do you deal with that and the pressure? Yeah, That's it's real, right? Like, yeah, it's um, very real. It's very real. We talk a lot about how nerves and excitement are like two sides of the same coin. And so, um, you know, being nervous, isn't a bad thing. Like it means that you care. Right. But being nervous is just another form of having excitement about what you're going to do. So we focus a lot on, or we talk a lot about focusing on the things that we control. So Mm -hmm. we can't control what other teams are putting on the floor um, we can't, we can't control what the floor is going to feel like, right? Like we can't control if there's a little bump in the Marley or there's a slippery spot on the floor, right? Like there are so many things that we can't control, but what we can control is how we react to things that happen on the floor, um, how we carry ourselves, how we prepare, um, and how we talk to ourselves mentally. So, um, a big thing that we try to do, and it's so much easier said than done, but you know, we really try to keep our mental focus on like the things that we want to have happen. So instead of, you know, saying things like don't hop on your turns or, you know, don't, you know, don't miss your spot. It's focus on pressing my shoulders down, you know, focus on getting to my formation on count three. So it's like flipping that script to talk to yourself in a positive way versus focusing on the things that you don't want to do. Um, I think that just helps add like an added layer of confidence. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to nerves too, like we talk a lot about consistency. And so for us, the goal this year was about being really consistent in all of our performances. And so consistency comes from like practicing hard and practicing the way that we want to perform 
because then every time you practice, every time the music's on, every time you're doing it, you are just like adding strength to what you know you're capable of. So that way when right. the music comes on, it's not about having to do anything different. It's just doing what you always do. You're just maybe in a different venue. You're in front of more people. You're, you know, like you maybe have judges in front of you this time, but about like that consistency piece is so key in building confidence and like trying to minimize the nerves that are inevitable to happen. Like right. I always you feel care like about what you're doing. So you're going to deserve it. Right. I always feel like what's so hard with college versus okay. like what, what high school dance team. Oh, can you hear me? Sorry. Um, like with college, yeah, yeah. high school dance teams is the, like, you guys don't compete as much as you do like in high school or get out to perform quite as much. So it's almost like you're at nationals and here we go. We have only done it a couple times in front of a true audience. So is that, that scare factor? For sure. Like it is, that's why I think like, it's been so great the Minnesota community like is so fortunate because we get to have events like best of the best, right. Like the Adina, we all do send off performances because best of the best is probably the big, a bigger crowd than what we perform to at nationals. Even, right. right? Yeah. Like, there's probably more people at best of the best than in the venue at nationals. And yep. so getting those moments where you get to kind of put yourself in that pressure situation is so value added um because yeah it's so hard you get down to nationals and all of a sudden you get judges feedback for the first time right. and you're like well I compete again in 10 hours so I don't know what I'm supposed to you know what I mean like how I do I how do yeah. I manage this feedback how do I try to you know be smart with how I'm you know working on the score sheet right knowing you know the limitations with our schedule and like you know we're in the parking lot you know so um right. those performances before you get down to Florida are so value added. And like I said, we are so lucky in the state of Minnesota to have um, such an incredible support system where people do come out to watch all of these college teams and like create that environment that you can't replicate in a practice. And so it really does set you up for success when you get down to Florida. And you guys have created that though. I mean, the best of the best, I think I was not at the first one, but it, it's become kind of an iconic thing that everybody wants to do. It is wild how much it has grown. Um, yeah. I can't believe you might have to even go to, I couldn't believe how crowded it was this year. This it year, was, even compared yeah. to, I wasn't there last year because I was still in Florida and then coming back this year versus two years ago, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so huge it's even exploded. compared to two years yeah. ago. <laughs> I know. Like it's, like it's so cool and it just shows the power of dance and like that there okay. are people that are passionate about this and want to support and are willing to drive you know from all over the state from out of state even you know oh to come and yeah, watch crazy. this event and support these teams yeah I was standing there thinking it was so cool Eddie Dinah too like because I was standing down on the floor and it was so loud in there and watching all these high school kids sitting there and I was like this is why all these college teams in Minnesota are so incredible and why all these high school teams are so incredible is it just like keeps feeding each other, right? Like all these kids are like, I want to dance there and I want to dance there. And it's just so cool. Like the, the culture that we have in Minnesota. It really is like, like you totally nailed it. It's like these kids get to grow up watching these teams perform right. in these right. venues and they get to feel that and like 
then like want to be on the other side of that. Like Tia laughs at me because I think every year at Adina, like when we're in the shoot ready to walk out, I like, I start crying because it is, it's overwhelming when you hear the crowd and the people cheering for you. And like, it, it is so overwhelming in such a cool way, like to right. just feel that level of support. Like it is so rare in life to like right. be a part of something where you have that many people supporting you. And so yeah. like those moments are just so special and so cool. And yeah, like to just to walk out, see those high schoolers, see the parents, just like see this community that mm -hmm. we have in the state. It is like those are some of my favorite moments, even oh, more Florida, so than sure. the moments that happen in Florida while right. we're competing. Yeah, that's neat that you pointed that out because I I just felt that way that we kind of got in a little fight in the stands this year. I guess nobody they didn't want us where we were standing, and you know how close oh, sure. at the last minute. So I was like. Finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go sit. I sat right down on the bench on the floor and everybody's like, oh, sure. can you do that? And I go, I'm doing it. <laughs> I want to see it. I'm sitting in the front row. It was great. So, um, okay. I just wanted to switch gears here. So I would love to hear, you just kind of said one of the best parts of your job is those moments as a coach, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I've coached for a lot of years and there, what would you say is the hardest part? of your job. Cause I kind of know what mine is. I mean, I know what the best is and what I would say, this is what I just hate. It's the worst thing about coaching. Um, so in college specifically, like we are limited with the number of people we can put on the floor. Like oh, there is a max of 20 people. Um, I didn't so, know so you are mm -hmm. limited to 20. We are limited. Like there, you can I mean, 20, what last year was actually the first year it was 20. Like they've slowly been ramping it up. But you know, when I was on the team, you could dance 14. And then, you know, for a few years, then it was 16. And then they upped it to 18. And now you can only dance 20. And that I think is so hard to have to, um, to not be able to have everyone who is capable dance on the floor oh, that's um, gonna be just heart-wrenching and you know as a coach like there are so many factors that go into deciding like which 20 are right. in each routine right it's like how do we try to set everyone up to be able to dance in at least one routine how are we you know like taking care of bodies people that have injuries like having to be smart about that um people that are maybe like new to this venue and this competition and like okay how do we help them focus on one routine versus two, like there are so many factors that go into having to decide which 20 make the floor. Um, and it's so tough when you're like, well, I actually have 24 people that could compete, but I am limited to 20. Um, but I think that's part of like, we try to really instill that in our culture though, too, that alternate, like I even hate using that word alternate because like the alternates are training just as hard. They're running the dance, like truly they could go in at any moment and so it's like how do you create that culture that every role is value added because it is every role is important um I think that is a really tough part yeah. um that's even that's tough they, in the high school realm too you know it it, it is absolutely that's, that's the worst part that's what I was going to say so it's interesting that you bring the same thing up because it's you sometimes feel like oh I'm the ender of dreams you know they they want to be there and mm -hmm. it could be a flip of a coin who gets to go out you know and right. oh, it's so hard but you, yeah. you 
culture piece of trying to make them feel like they're a part of that team, mm-hmm. whether they're on or off the floor. I mean, that's so. Oh hard. yeah, yeah. Like the every every role that is played by every team member, like is critical to the success. And right. so, yeah, you know, you have to, you have to have those people that are hungry and willing to work even outside of formation, because who knows when that moment's going to come when they go in, you know? Yep. And right. I think that goes, that goes along even with like the recruitment or like tryout process too. Like, you know, I, I know, I remember how bad I wanted to be on this team. Right. And I see these kids that come to clinics year over year and they are so passionate about wanting to dance at Minnesota or wanting to dance on, on, you know, whatever team it is that they feel passionately right. about. And, you know, again, we are limited with the number of spots that we can have each year. And like, that is such a tough part. Like as yeah. we're assessing, like who is the right, who is the right fit for the team? Cause I always say too, it's not just about the best dancer. It's about the right dancer for the team. Right. And like those conversations, having to have conversations of like, I know this is something that you're so passionate about, but we're not going to be able to offer you a roster spot. Like that is that yeah. it breaks my heart. But I, again, we have such an incredible community in Minnesota. And I'm also really fortunate to know a lot of coaches across the country that like, I, I may be a party of one in some of this, but like, if Minnesota is not the right fit for a kid, like I want to help them find the right fit. And I'm happy to like speak on their behalf to other coaches, because I also know like there are a lot of kids, even local kids that are like, I don't want to stay in Minnesota. And it's like, okay, that's great. Like how, who can, how can I help you pursue your dreams elsewhere? Right. And so I really do like try to be a resource in that way, knowing that I can't give everybody a spot on my team. How can I help set them up for success? How can I help them make connections elsewhere so they can still pursue their passions, even if it's not on my team? Oh, that is really cool. That is really cool. Um, You mentioned injuries. You know, I I know like that, you know, even at the high school level, like right now, our kids are pretty beat up and they're, (laughs) you know, you're worried about their backs. You're worried about, you know, different things. How do you deal with that? If somebody does have an injury, are you putting people in and out of spots? Are you resting them or? Yeah, it really varies. So we are lucky to have a really amazing athletic trainer um, with our program who uh, she was actually a cheerleader. So she kind of gets a little bit like what, what we do, right? She's, she's familiar with like our competition. um, And she has actually been amazing with uh, like learning about dance specifically too. And we've actually been so fortunate over the years that most of our athletic trainers as they've kind of come and gone have really invested in trying to learn about like, what is dance and what do dancers need? That's maybe a little bit different than, you know, a soccer player or a football right. player. So right. it, is um, different. We, it is different. And I think, you know, as coaches are constantly fighting for resources like that, getting the resource is step one, but getting that resource to then understand what is special and unique about what we do is part two, because like the needs are so different. So we work, we work really closely with our athletic trainer on that. So it is kind of a case by case basis. Um, You know, sometimes there are situations where it's like, Hey, you're actually just going to like, you just need to rest for a week, or you just need to modify this skill for now, or, Hey, we actually are going to have you sit out and have somebody go in form because what's most important is that you're resting and we don't have a set date on when you're going to be able to come back. So it really is kind of a case by case basis, but 
my priority is their long-term health, right? Like I know as kids, like their priority is how do I dance at nationals? My priority is how do you graduate college and you're still able to walk and like lead a long and healthy life and like don't need, you know, like don't need physical therapy for the rest of your life because of what you put your body through in college. So that I think sometimes is like a flip of the switch for them to understand that like, this is one point in time. Nationals is one point in time. How do we make sure that you stay healthy long-term? And, you know, I say that, like, I, I tore my hamstring my senior year. I didn't compete my senior year of college because I got injured. And, you know, not to be all like, everything happens for a reason. But because of that, I played a different role my senior year. And that was what kind of sparked Amber to ask me to stay on as an assistant coach after I graduated. And so had I not gotten injured, I don't know that, I would have gotten asked to stay on right. as a coach. And so you know, I, also, I also feel similar. Like I got hurt when I was a senior and yeah. it was not like it is now, but um, <laughs> I started watching all the time and I realized I have an eye for mm-hmm. watching that. And, you know, yeah. I ended up like helping coach as a senior because my, my coach wasn't very dynamic, should we say. And she, she was almost afraid to tell the kids oh, yeah. things, you know, so I'd be the one saying it. And that's kind of how I got into that. And it, it, it is sometimes meant to be, you know, right. So it's like, you have to help them see the bigger picture sometimes of like, yes, you, you want to dance at this competition. You want to dance at this performance, but like, I actually <laughs> want you to be able to dance all summer. And if we push you right now, that's there, not, yeah, you know? not going to happen. And so it's such a balancing act. And, you know, there have probably been times as a coach where I've gotten that balancing act wrong and we've we pushed have, kids yeah. too hard or we probably, they probably were more capable than we gave them credit for. You know, it's like, you're always going to, you can always look back and be like, oh, I probably should have handled that situation a little bit differently. Right. But for me, it's really like we partner closely with that trainer and we think long-term health and, um, you know, it's, it's so hard. Like you said, like you guys are, you know, you're a week out from state bodies are like, like we got down to Florida and we're like taped together with band-aids and safety pins, our bodies. So you know, you know, one time our trainer was like, can't, do you have to do it full out all the time? Can you mark more? And we're like, well, it's hard to get the timing if you're not doing it the same, you know? you know, or sometimes they, well, I remember at camp staff once we had a girl that was always marking her toe touch. Then she went out for the performance and marked her toe touch. I mean, it's, it's, it's mental memory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard at that balancing act is hard. Mm-hmm. So. I know when you're talking about, you know, sometimes, like you said, I push the kids too hard maybe, or, you know, it's funny because we have quite a few of your dancers on our camp staff mm-hmm. and, last summer, I can't remember which one it was, but I was talking to him about you as a coach. And, and they said, she's one of those coaches that she pushes us so hard, but we want to work hard for her. So I just thought that was kind of a cool comment that they made about you that, that, that you make them want to work hard. A huge compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was very sweet of them. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, we talk all the time. I'm like, you are, you're so much more capable than you actually think you are. Like our, Mm -hmm. our minds are our biggest our biggest hurdle to overcome, like their bodies are, are so capable. They are so strong. And so, you know, it's like, you go to do a full out and they look at you like, I don't know if I can. And you're like, I know you can, you just have to tell yourself you can. And like how amazing, 
you know, maybe not physically are you going to feel after, but mentally you're going to be so proud of yourself after yeah. you push through this, you know? So, so I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I just wanted to ask you your off season training, your weightlifting, are you doing ballet? What do you do? Like, what is your. So I will admit that in the off season, we like, because we go so hard from basically like July to March, right. when okay. we have that time off, like they are they're off. Like they focus a lot. It's a little more cross training. Like they'll do, um, you know, they, they do their own cardio. They do their own workouts, you know, yoga. Some of them have started, you know, doing like kickboxing, you know, there's a lot of different things that they like to do in terms of staying in shape, but we do honestly try to let their bodies like rest. They, um, and then, and then once we start our season, it's like, we ramp up to then ramp back down to then ramp up versus, you know, like having too strong of expectations. A lot of them are taking class, they're teaching, they're choreographing, like they are kind of doing their own things in the off season. And we kind of say like, it's up to you, like how you're going to come back at the start, right? Like how yeah. hard do you want the start of your season to be? That's going to be up to you with how you need to train and what you need, because especially, you know, as they're getting older, their bodies do all need different things. So some of them do need, I need, some time off some of them are like hey I actually just need to focus on stretching and yoga some of them are like hey I I want to take class I need to be doing turns and leaps classes you know like throughout yeah. the summer well we kind of, that's the beauty of college is like they're they're adults they can kind of make the choice of how difficult they want their the start of their season to be but we do like throughout the season yeah we're doing a lot of weightlifting and um, we work with our strength coach and lift twice a week um and that, you know, in incorporates a lot of cardio and conditioning as well. Um, we try to focus on technique and kind of progressions, like at the beginning and ending of the season, a lot of movement quality. Um, so yeah, it kind of varies um, how we train depending on the time of year. Awesome. That's cool. Well, you know, I just want to say so proud of you. And, you know, you spoke at our coaches conference last year and you were by far one of the favorites and they loved listening <laughs> to you. And, you know, I know that's fun to hear. Cause I have no filter, Cindy. I was, I was <laughs> given all the, all the, all the tea. <laughs> a little bit of lake. <laughs> I have no filter either, but you know, you've just really made our state proud and, and it's just so neat. So uh, yeah. really appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, today. Thank you. Thank you so me. much. Yeah. yeah. So well, looking, anything for you. So oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, have a great day. Have a good weekend. Are you, going to, are you going to Minnesota State? You of course. I wouldn't miss you it. Are. Oh, I'm, good. Well, I'm, cheer I'm, us on. I know you'll be cheering. I am you great. Yeah, you'll be great. So thank We're you. Excited. All right. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye, guys. Bye.